Julia Watson is the head of the Change Accelerator at Revolt, helping NGOs, activists and changemakers supercharge their revolutions through the power of branding, where action and creativity meet to have real impact. They've created a guide called Respond, Relive, Rebuild, a manual for action leadership in COVID-19. Julia, thanks for your time. Awesome. Thank you, Nathan, for having me. So since the start of the crisis, many of your clients have come to you for help at this time to help them understand how they should take action, but do so with maximum impact and integrity. Talk about some of the toughest challenges that your clients are facing right now and what advice do you give them? Yes, well, you've actually mentioned one of the the main questions, which is how can we uh, take legitimate and relevant action and and make a positive impact at this time? Mm. Um, And as a kind of connected question to that, how do we then communicate that action in a way that doesn't feel and isn't opportunistic? uh, Kind of the two themes that I would say we get for the most part. Um, But I think another interesting question that's coming to us is, you know, how do we make a commitment that feels large, legitimate, and impactful enough mm. in relation to the size and the influence of their business as well, and how they can and how they can make a difference. Hmm. Super interesting. Um, I know that you work with um, NGOs, charities, and a number of different brands in in many different sectors. Maybe without naming names, could you maybe talk about a client that you're working with that has a significant business challenge at the moment, and how you're helping them sort of navigate that at this challenging time? Yeah, absolutely. So there's a couple of different parts to what we do. On the one hand, uh, we are a purpose consultancy. So we really work with our clients from the inside out to develop what it is that they stand for and therefore how they can take action uh, to make the world a a better place. And and with those clients, you know, we've had many of them who've come to us to say, how is it that we can take care of our employees and our immediate communities at Hmm. this time? And what's the right way to do that? Um, One of the things we talk about in the manual is uh, putting your own oxygen mask on before you, you help sure. others. And, and we think that that's a really fundamental um, first step to, to take. Um, the other side of the business is, is a brand activism agency. So that's much more, uh, it's closer to what you would call kind of traditional advertising, but still very much using communications to create change, mm. to bring consumers on board um, and, and create movements. Uh, for those kinds of clients, it's been much more specifically, how do we take action, but then also how do we communicate around that again in, in a way that doesn't feel uh, opportunistic, but really is highlighting the help uh, that we're giving or using those communications to generate help and support. Hmm. You mentioned the the manual a moment ago. In response to the crisis, you pulled together a piece of content um, called Respond, Relieve, Rebuild, a manual for action leadership in COVID-19. What's the main thesis of the manual and, and why did you pull it together in the first place? Yeah, well, I, I kind of um, I talked about it a little bit, but as a purpose consultancy and brand activism agency, you know, we are dedicated to helping our clients change the world for the better. Mm. Uh, and this has been our mission from the start. But obviously, mm. during the crisis, it, it's become even more important. So that's why we, we pulled together the, the manual. You know, we could see that we were getting these kinds of questions and we wanted to be able to help any business or brand understand how they can take action, um, you know, with maximum impact and and integrity. Um, so what we've done is we've dedicated our manual to how brands can take action and we've divided it up into the three sections that you, that you outlined. Um, well, the first one being respond, which I don't think is surprising, but you know, while the urgency remains acute, brands and businesses should be taking a look at how they can serve society's critical needs. Um, you know, and there's a number of different ways that, that you can do that, be it by serving the people on the front lines, 
uh, be it by repurposing their resources to fight the virus or provide support or by caremongering for those people who, who need it most. Hmm. Um, that second phase then is, is really about relief. So how can brands play a role in bringing fulfillment and connection to people? Uh, you know, all, we're all locked in our homes and coming to terms with the new, the new normal of lockdown. So we're already seeing loads of great examples of this, not only from bigger brands, but from smaller startups and individuals who are offering everything from art classes, fitness challenges, cooking mm. content, quarantainment, uh, <laughs> as we call it. And, and a, Quarantainment, exactly, that. and and you know a whole lot more. Um, but one of the one of the elements, the final element uh, of the of the manual is is called rebuild, and I think mm. this is one of the things that I personally get so excited about, um, which is a you know a, a silver lining, if I can say that as sensitively as possible. Mm. Um, you know, as we come out the other end of the crisis, there's going to be an opportunity to rebuild society, the environment, mm. and the economy for a much more sustainable and and inclusive future uh, that that's really needed. So. We believe that brands and businesses that will survive for the long term are those that invest in making our world a better one. Um, the climate crisis is, you know, in particular needs everyone and everywhere mm. to take action with the same amount of urgency, coordination and, and innovation that's been applied to, to COVID-19. Hmm. I, I hear what you're saying around brands taking action at this time and, and really sort of uh, stepping to the forefront and becoming an active part of society. Um, but many would push back and sort of say, should marketers really be uh, sort of taking the lead on this right now? And should they really be in the foreground? Should they not step back and let the public health professionals and the government take the lead? What, you know, do brands really have a role to play in this environment? Um, yes, I guess is a short answer. You know, okay. we're confident that they do. Um, at a, you know, at a time of need, anyone, be it an individual, a community, a brand, or a business, everyone has resources that can be that can be put to good use. Hmm. Um, the important thing, though, is to take real and effective action and provide real help. So where brands will fail is if they're seeing this as a marketing opportunity. Uh, and I think we're already seeing pushback from consumers against cliches and, and platitudes that have no kind of substance behind the style, so to speak. Hmm. It's interesting what you say around the environmental angle and sort of, um, I guess, a lot of brands or a lot of us thinking that we're not going to go back to business as usual. I, I had a conversation with a, f a friend in, in Shanghai just yesterday. And um, China, by the way, are totally out of this and, well, 90% sort of, sort of back to mm. business as usual. And he was showing me around his apartment and he, he, uh, we were on uh, uh, screen share. And he showed me a picture of the sky and it was these beautiful uh, blue skies. And if you've ever been to China, you know that in Shanghai and Beijing, the cloud, it's very cloudy. It's very smoggy because mm -hmm. of all, all the manufacturing, right? And all, all of the, um, the mines. And he was saying that actually the government have initiated that actually going back after this crisis, they're not going to pollute the, the skies as much as uh, they were before. And I think that's a testament mm. to sort of what you were saying earlier around sort of the environmental impact. Do you think that uh, that will be sustained after this crisis is is over? My hope is is yes, in the right kind of way. I mean, what we want to be careful about is ecofascism in, mm. in any kind of um, way, shape or form. But uh, there are 
good habits in some ways, you know, going back to simpler times is a phrase that everybody's kind of using. There are good habits that we're forming now that we have an opportunity to shape into good behaviors. Um, and that includes things like paying attention to what we're consuming, how we're consuming it and its impact on the environment. Hmm. Now, I, I can see how NGOs and charities may be able to help out in, in, at this time and in, in this situation. But what type of brands does this apply to that you're specifically sort of referring to right now? Can all types of businesses sort of play play a role? And which types of brands does, does it lend itself to more easily? Yeah, I think all types of businesses have a role to play. The, the question is... Um, you know, as long as they're taking action with impact and integrity, the question is, what is the extent and, and the shape of that role? And, and that depends um, on, on who that brand is. I think, you know, uh, there's probably different businesses and brands who are in different situations as well. Their businesses will be impacted more or less positively and negatively. Mm. And they need to take a look at how are they first and foremost taking care of their own employees uh, and all of the people within their value chain. So, for example, supply chains are, are likely to be at risk. Um, those people working in them are and, and to need support. Uh, what I would say is at the very least, brands have um, have the responsibility to take care of their own, so to speak. Um, but, you know, even if brands feel uncomfortable stepping in with their own sort of solutions outside of those that cater directly to their own uh, their own people, there's still a very acute need for support for people working on, on the ground directly in relation to the crisis and, you know, with those people who are more disadvantaged than others. So um, as an example, I saw a statistic, excuse me, that said in the UK, charities are set to lose at least four billion pounds between huh. April and June. Um, and I, you know, exactly. Yeah, I, I would encourage brands and businesses to think about how they can bridge that gap at a time when charity services are needed even more, not mm. less. So there are different ways, I guess, that you can take action. It, it's simply a question of understanding your brand, understanding the role that it plays in society in general and the communities it serves, and then making sure that your actions, you know, are in keeping with, with that. Mm. It's super interesting. To, to a certain extent, a brand's response to this has a lot to do with how long they think we're likely to be in this situation for. Because on one hand, if if they think we're going to be in this situation for a couple of months versus, let's say, the end of the year, that could, that could really have a significant impact on the sort of strategy that they employ from a communications standpoint, communicating mm -hmm. to employees and their, and their wider stakeholders, uh, because the furlough word has been has been uh, sort of extensively used this this week and a lot of employees are sort of looking quite anxiously and ner nervously to their employer to say, well, you know, what does the future for me look like? And a lot of that has to do with how long we're actually in the situation for. Yeah, I, look, I think that's absolutely true. But regardless, the situation and the crisis is going to be impacting people across the board. So, um, you know, th there's there's a few examples of brands getting it getting it right, but one of the ones I'd pull out is is Budweiser, who are stepping mm. up to help their local pubs stay in business by mm. asking drinkers to buy a beer now and, and enjoy it later when we're out of lockdown, for example. And <laughs> importantly, <laughs> importantly though, they're they're matching the contributions from consumers, which I think is you know an expectation that if you're asking people to help, how are you also helping sure. yourself? 
But the point being that even two months of shutdown or nine months of, of uh, lockdown, sorry, uh, regardless of that, that is going to be impacting small businesses. And, and Budweiser has recognized that. So absolutely, it will impact your, your strategy. But there is ways to help regardless of how long uh, you think, you know, the lockdown is going to last and, and um, where you think you can help. Mm. Good example of Budweiser there. Are there any other good examples that you can think of of brands sort of inserting themselves positively into the conversation right now? And what are some of the bad examples that you've seen out there as well? I'm sure cause we've all <laughs> seen them. Yeah, well, uh, you know, there's loads of different ones that you can pick on. I think where, from a good example perspective, um, I particularly like those brands that are helping we call it the fight within the fight. So mm. there's the way there's a way that you can react to COVID-19 that's very specific to the the virus itself and the need uh, the, the needs that are coming up as a result of the virus. But there are kind of uh, lateral or knock-on effects for for example children and, and school meals, um, and mm. they're kind of that that being a, a meal that most kids or many kids sorry depend on. Um, to not to, to you know, not go hungry during the sure. day, so a, a brand has an opportunity to help those children and help ensure that they get fed. Uh, or Sesame Street, you know, is hosting virtual play dates for kids in in isolation. I mean, that is obviously completely in keeping with mm. what they do and and who they are as a brand. Mm. Um, it may not, you know, it may not feel like it's an immediate sort of response to the emergency of the crisis, but it's a need and a need that is helping not only the children but their parents as well. So mm. I like that as an example. Mm. Really? Um, and I guess in both instances, you can see that the action the brand taken is directly correlated to, to who they are and to who they serve, which makes it all the more impactful and authentic. And I guess that's that's one of the key things to keep in mind is who who, who were you pre-crisis? <laughs> mm. Because that should influence who you are, you know, during. Super interesting. And 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 just finally, last couple of questions before I let you go, Julia. How how have you stayed grounded at this time? Because this is this has come as a shock to all of us, really, and um, none of us could have foreseen the situation sort of two months ago. This time last month, I was actually looking at wedding venues, believe it, believe it or not. not. We haven't talked about that <laughs> since. Um, but, you know, how have you stayed grounded? I'm, I'm sure your own emotions have sort of shifted and waned and sort of evolved over the last sort of three or four weeks. Um, how do you stay grounded at this difficult time? Uh, I, well, I feel very privileged is the honest answer, you know, particularly with the work that we do at Revolt. Um, it's a constant barrage of what the issues are in the world, obviously in an effort to then solve those issues. But um, I have a very acute sense of the fact that I am in a lucky position. I'm in a comfortable home. Mm. Um, I have access to the Internet. I can feed myself. Mm. Uh, that helps me stay grounded, mm -hmm. uh, to be honest with you. Um, and then just kind of making sure that I feel like I'm doing something to, to help being active mm. myself, you know, taking our own advice. Uh, sure. How am I taking action? I'm, I'm lucky that I'm able to do that through my job, but it has definitely helped me feel um, like I've got a sense of agency in this mm. whole thing, especially when that sense of agency, I think, is, you know, feels like it's being ripped out of your hands. Mm. So, uh, yeah, those would be the couple of things I say that have helped me kind of <laughs> stay smiling. Great. Last question, um, um, then I'll let you go. We always like to end these podcasts with a silver linings piece. It's not all been doom and gloom. There have been many positives to actually come out of this, both personally and professionally for me and for many other people as well. Uh, talk about some of the silver linings positively for your personal life and your career uh, and business life that have actually come out of this situation. 
Yeah, I, I think, again, I'd reiterate the opportunity to help, but I also think that a crisis offers um, focus, right? Hmm. All of a sudden, everything that you had questions around before, what do I focus on personally? What do we focus on hmm. as a business? All of those things go away, and you have a very clear understanding of what it is that needs doing. Um, I think that that helps on a personal level with your kind of um, – whatever your, your your confidence your sense of self and i think it certainly can help a business um help a business during this time as well um and i think obviously one of the silver linings you know the clap for carers is is a brilliant example of how people are coming together to support one another i'm, I'm part of a mutual aid group in in the area in which i live uh i you know recognizing the filter bubble that i might live in but my instagram account is full of people who are creating and providing support for one another and offering services and offering their help, I, I find that to be a huge um, uh, inspiration, I think, for myself and, and for, for everyone. Julia Watson is the head of Ch the Change Accelerator at Revolt. Julia, tell listeners where they can go to access the report. Brilliant. Yeah, thank you, Nathan. And thanks again for, for having me. So if you head to uh, revoltlondon.com, you, um, you can request the report, uh, send us an email, uh, and it's also available on our LinkedIn if you look for Revolt Communications. Julia, thank you so much for your time. Brilliant. Thanks. Bye. In response to the situation, we'll be putting out regular COVID-19 podcast updates to share how world-class agencies and business leaders are responding to these challenges. Topics will include finance, steps agencies should be taking and the latest on government initiatives, HR, what measures agencies should be putting in place and answering questions on SSP, business continuity planning, working remotely, how to optimize your remote working setup and platforms, Managing stress and anxiety, advice on staying strong for yourself, your family and your employees. Sales and marketing, how to emerge stronger post-crisis, supporting others and much, much more. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.